0: everybody and welcome to the table podcast the table is a church located in Davenport Iowa where people are moving from greed toward generosity from violence towards peacemaking from isolation towards neighborliness and from fear towards faith today's podcast is ask seek knock let's take a listen to pastor Rob as he discussed Matthew chapter 7 verse 7 through 11 ask and you will receive seek and you will find knock and the door will be opened for you for everyone who asks receives everybody who seeks finds and everybody who and to everyone who knocks the door is opened how, how do those words come at you um for many of us these words are incredibly encouraging they're reassuring they're empowering Um, this is the story of our faith right the story of our life we ask and we receive if somebody asked us to tell them about god this is what we would talk about is this this kind of teaching and and verse uh, from jesus others of us though are not so inspired (laughs) um we are not so energized by these words we don't really know what to make of them um Frankly, we're skeptical. Um, We're exhausted. We may be jaded or angry, just depending on our life experience. Um, uh, For some of us, if we simply think about everything that we've lost, we cannot blithely accept the message that we simply have to ask or to seek or to knock, right? Um, Because life has been a lot harder than that for us. And some of us, you know, are not, um, we're not eager, we're not skeptical, um, but we, fi- we find these words compelling and we find them perhaps even beautiful, but we, we don't exactly know what to do with them, right? It, it's, it's difficult to know how to ask or what to ask for. We don't necessarily know what we are seeking and we, we don't really know what door we're supposed to be knocking on. Right? And so the range of you know, reactions that people have to this part of the Sermon on the Mount, um, it's, it's all over the map. Um, the passage does make me think of the U2 song, uh, I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. Um, I love that song. <laughs> it's a very famous song, I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. I once read an article that described that song as a hymn to doubt, (laughs) which I thought was really good. Um, The song articulates this yearning, right? And this desire and this kind of seeking that is never satisfied, right? A person who asks and never receives, right? Um, And the longing that this song tries to articulate is expressed across Uh, many different planes of human experience. There's adventure and discovery. Um, There's a longing for love and physical connection with another person. Um, And there's even the desire that a person feels for doing what is wrong. Um, The most haunting verse of the song for me is the one that says, I have held the hand of the devil it was warm in the night if I was cold as a stone Um, the song evokes this compassion for somebody who chooses evil right and the person is saying I've done terrible things I was desperate seeking warmth in a night when I was freezing that doesn't make a bad choice good but that's where I was at and I still didn't find what I was looking for The anthem concludes with a series of Christian religious images and concepts, and and the song proclaims a hope that these things are real and true, but still there is no resolution. The song ends where it began, with a, a kind of existential yearning. I still haven't found what I'm looking for It's one of the most famous songs in the entire world, and I think that it has meant something to so many people for so long, because the desire and this restlessness and this feeling of being adrift or of questioning, questioning whether you have done what you should have done or understood what your purpose is in this life, this dissatisfaction, right? is a prominent feature of the human condition. And it shows, once again, just how much Jesus' teaching uh, goes against the grain. A lot of the things that Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount and throughout the Gospels is really hard to accept because it. It seems to suggest that something more and something beyond what we have experienced in our day-to-day is possible. So for Jesus to say, you will find, you will receive, right? Um, this is not a comfortable or an obvious truth for so many of us. It's not really what we want to hear. Just like love your enemies is hard to accept um ask and you will receive seek and you will find is hard to accept you know you hear knock and the door will be opened for you and you think yeah sure sure right but this is the teaching this is jesus's word for us it is, that this is what he says, and so I I, I have two ideas, uh, two points I'd like to share about how we can hold to and follow this teaching. Um, but as I give my two points and my two ideas, I want to speak with humility, because just like the sojourner in the U2 song, right, we are all on a journal, uh, uh, we are all on a journey of peril and delight (laughs) that has prepared us in different ways to hear the good news that Jesus gives us, okay? Okay, so here's the first point that I wanna make. Um, And and it is simply a reminder of what it is Jesus recommends that we ask for, okay? Um, Earlier in the Sermon on the Mount, and we had a, a sermon about this a few weeks ago, um, Jesus told us how to pray. Um, it, it's a passage that is known as the Lord's Prayer, and it says, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Right? And it's one of those rare occasions uh, in which Jesus tells us exactly how to do something important. It's not that common. He doesn't do that very often. But in this prayer, Jesus tells us to ask, for, to ask God for one specific material thing. Jesus tells us to pray this prayer, and within this prayer, there's one specific thing that we are supposed to ask for, at least in material terms, and that is food, um, nourishment, literally the provision to live for one more day. The prayer says, give us this day our daily bread. And, and as, as a somewhat of an aside, but not really, I mean, this is a reminder uh, just how impoverished Jesus' original listening audience was. Many of them were living on the edge of literal starvation, okay? And so Jesus tells them to pray for their daily bread, enough bread for today, enough bread for tomorrow. Now, later on in the Sermon on the Mount, we get to today's passage. And in this, Jesus says, if, if we ask, we will receive, and if we seek, we'll, we will find. And then he gives an example to underscore the point. And what is the example that he gives? The example is, an, is a person asking for food. Okay, uh, Who among you will give your children a stone when they ask for food? bread. Okay. Um, who will give your kid a snake when they ask for fish, fish to eat? Okay. And so this teaching is ask and you will receive, but it's not anything under the sun, you know, that he's talking about. He, he's talking about food, right? And that is something that we all understand, and it is something that we all need, okay? Um, we could broaden the concept of food to say that Jesus is inviting us to pray for, for our basic human needs, okay? And I think that is fair, but it is important for us to remember that Jesus isn't telling us to ask, seek, and knock for anything, right? For things that we don't necessarily fundamentally need. Not to be glib about this, but Jesus doesn't say something like, who among you would give your child a bicycle when he asked for a car on his 16th birthday? And I I don't mean to trivialize this, right? Um, But whether or not you have a car (laughs) as a teenager, it depends on the circumstances of your family. And it is not a sign of God's favor, right? God favors a world full of people who do not have cars just as much as God favors anybody who has a car, right? Jesus talks about bread, okay? When saying you should ask and you will receive, he's talking about what each and every one of us fundamentally truly needs and everybody wants to feed their children it is good and it is right for a child to ask for bread and jesus is is giving us this teaching in part to say that god wants all children to have enough to eat yesterday today and forever now, maintaining the simplicity of the message in this way, right, just this, the, the basics, this is not complicated, right? And maintaining the clarity, this kind of clarity about what this teaching is actually saying, it may allow us to welcome Jesus' words into our hearts, even as we ponder broader questions and more complicated concerns, wondering whether certain things that we long for will ever come to pass. Because just like the U2 song says, right? There are lots of areas of our lives where it it does, you know, it does force us to ponder whether or not um, a resolution or a satisfying conclusion of things is is actually in the cards, right? Um, For those who work for racial justice and healing in our nation, right? if if you have made that cause your life, you've probably spent a lot of time wondering how much progress is really being made, right? Or pick a different uh, social concern, universal health care, right? The architects of this movement have struggled and persevered, and they've seen success over here and setbacks over here, right? And and you could pick any any truly important but also broad overarching concern and you could see how a song like i still haven't found what i'm looking for a song of unfinished striving a song of unsatisfied longing you know is ever relevant right i still haven't reached my goal i still haven't crossed the finish line right and is that something i'm ever going to experience But if you have bread, if you have bread for yourself to eat, and if you have bread to give to your child, you might be able (laughs) to adopt a spirit of gratitude and trust even as you sing a song of yearning a song of always and forever unfinished business you see what i mean and now i I just have one other point uh, that i want to make to close this message today and that that is i want to look at the last sentence of this passage that we read the final verse in this section of the sermon on the mount and this final verse this final sentence is often referred to as the golden rule okay do unto others as you would have them do unto you treat other people the way that you want to be treated the golden rule okay and you know this is one of those pieces of common wisdom so ubiquitous that a lot of people don't necessarily realize it's from the bible it's just one of those things that you always hear people say um but even for those of us who do think of it in terms of the bible and we read it in the bible um, the golden rule is often treated like it's its own standalone teaching this one sentence all by itself like jesus clears his schedule for the entire day gets everybody together and puts everything on hold and says excuse me quiet please may i have your attention please right and then he gives this one sentence Right, all by itself, a solitary encapsulation of God's wisdom for the ages. Um, but in reality, the golden rule is is not this one sentence that that should always and forever be like read all by itself. Within the context of the Sermon on the Mount, it is actually kind of like a bookend to this other stuff about ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find, right? And some English versions of the Bible help us to see that these teachings are in fact related. Like, for example, in the common English Bible, the golden rule begins with the word therefore. Okay? Um, Therefore, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, right? It's very explicitly saying that the teaching to treat others like you want to be treated goes with the teaching to ask, seek, and knock, okay? Jesus says (laughs) that everybody who asks, receives. Everybody who seeks, finds. Everyone who knocks has the door open, right? And when he says this, He is speaking to people that he expects to give when they are asked for help. He says, ask, seek, and knock to people that he expects will open the door when somebody else knocks. You you follow me? Jesus is saying to his followers... When people come to you, everybody gets help. Nobody is turned away. And why is that? Well, it's because the disciples are citizens of the kingdom of God. They are followers of Jesus. And that's how followers of Jesus treat people. They give food. To somebody who asks them right they provide help to those who seek it they open the door when people knock all who have needs get their needs met and Jesus is telling them this is how you are to respond when people have, who have needs reach out and they show up on your doorstep okay But meanwhile, he says to them, guys, you are also God's beloved. Not only do you open the door when someone else knocks, but you should expect the door to be opened for you as well you should most assuredly ask that your needs be met, right? Just as you are making sure that you meet the needs of a neighbor, right? So if you know how to care for people, certainly you know God knows how to care for people, right? And if other people are worthy of your concern, certainly you are worthy of God's concern, So offer your neighbor the same help that you seek from God and do not hesitate to ask for the very things that you freely give. Brothers and sisters, this is the law of the prophets. This is the truth of the gospel, and this is God's word for us today. Amen. Thanks for listening, everyone. For more podcasts, blog posts, or to make a financial gift, visit thetableqc.com. Have a blessed day.